Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, your host. Uh, on today's episode, we're talking about this new term that I just learned where one goes, we all go. So I'm going to explain to you where that came from, what the term means. Um, and then it was really interesting because I learned this term about four or five days ago. And then I had this cool thing happen in my study time. Uh, I was reading a section in Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love. So I'm going to read you a section and how that's related to this idea, uh, including some other people that I've studied from even very different fields. So it's, it's a really cool example of how one thought or idea shows up in multiple ways. Um, and we'll talk about what does that mean to us and how can we change the world just by being us, okay? You might want to take notes. You don't have to. Um, totally up to you. I, I really hope that this is helpful for you today and reminds you of how powerful and significant you are. All right? Enjoy. All right, so I want to kind of talk to you a little bit about this new phrase that I learned this past weekend on the spiritual retreat when, that I went on. And it's interesting because I, I learned this phrase and it was really done as an acronym and I, I just kept seeing it everywhere. I'm like, guys, what does this mean? Uh, and then I found some things in my study today uh, with Marianne Williamson in her book, A Return to Love. And I'm actually going to read you a section because uh, I think she explains it so well in there. Um, so this term, actually, I saw it on different jewelry and the acronym was W-O-G-W-A-G. And I was like, uh, wogwag? Like, what does that mean? And uh, the first person said, well, it means where one goes, we all go. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're going to have to explain more. <laughs> like, I think I know what you're talking about, but you got to explain a little bit more. So I'm going to tell you about this term and what was explained to me. And then, uh, of course, read you this passage in this book. But really, it's this idea, I guess, if you boil it down that, you know, uh, every person, if you, I think about Bruce Lipton's book, Biology of Belief, and he really referred to it in this way, because he talked a lot about your body, your physical body, your mind, you know, the, the beliefs you have and how that really interacts with your body. And he also, um, towards the end of the book, he said, now listen, um, you know, you've got these, he calls them tiny universes in your body. He says you have more, I, I don't know if it's microbes or bacteria or something, more colonies of stuff, if you will, that's my scientific term, uh, stuff in your gut than there are cells in your body. So he says, those are little, little, um, tiny universes. Uh, and he says, now think about your body. Your body is one cell in this whole, um, I guess, human consciousness, right? So if you think about it as each body is a cell in, you know, a, a, the body uh, of humanity, if you will. Okay. Um, it's just taking parts to hold, hold the parts. And so this term where one goes, we all go is the idea that, uh, you know, whatever happens to one of us happens to all of us. And that can be, you know, considered good or considered bad. And this really has a lot of implications in 
honestly, any area of our life, right? So right now, of course, in our, in the United States, for those of you who are outside the country, you know, we're, we're dealing with this whole, uh, election thing, right? And, um, you know, politics, it has a, a lot to play with that, right? Um, so where one of us goes, all of us goes, the, the, the rule of the, the country affects all of us, right? Um, but also I think about in education, you know, we make a lot of decisions in education and for all kinds of reasons. Okay. I've been in some of those rooms and some of those decisions are made for, let's say the majority of students, but yet it lacks the maybe awareness or focus on students who are not in the majority. You know, I'm thinking of a dear friend of mine. She has, um, she has twins and, you know, they're, they're into middle school now, but you know, the, the one daughter had, um, significant brain injury at, at birth. And so she is, is seen differently than the other twin, right? She, she, yes, she received services and things like that, but, um, it's not, uh, a, a pleasant experience. Let me just put it that way. Right. Um, but then also in business, you know, um, the idea that, and I work with a lot of business owners and I can tell that there's a difference between business owners who are out for themselves, right? They're out to make some money. They're out to, um, you know, reach whatever metrics they have. Now that in that in itself, that's not inherently wrong. Okay. But there is a difference between those people who are doing it because I love it and I love to work with people and I love to serve people it's a different spirit there. Okay. Um, and then also, you know, in your families, you know, how, how do your kids treat each other? You know, that's something we're really talking about with our kids is listen, you know, how you treat your sister is, is how you're going to treat other people and how your sister treats you is how she's going to treat other people. And it's not just about, you know, you guys aren't getting along right now, but how is that going to affect you in the future as well? And I, I often go back to, because I, I work in the field of early childhood education, uh, there's a saying that we have, you know, in, until we want the best for all children. Um, so thinking about, you know, until we want, everybody wants the best for their own children, right? We want the best education. We want them to have great experiences. We want them to, you know, learn and grow and develop until we want that for all children, all children. I don't care who that is, all children, um, there's, the world is never going to be or feel right, if you will. Okay. So, you know, as I was going through reading this section in Marianne Williamson's book, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the whole, where one goes, we all go philosophy. So this is kind of coming new into my awareness, at least with this acronym. I think it's going to show up a little bit more in my life. But I, I just want to read this to you. So this is in Marianne Williamson's book, A Return to Love, which I absolutely love, by the way. Uh, and it's at the end of chapter seven. So she has just talked a lot about work and making sure that you are service oriented and not sales oriented. So really serving people as opposed to, you know, competing and, and getting getting the sale. So she says, as we are healed the world is healed. 
Doing anything for a purpose other than love means reliving the split from God. So again, you know, you can look at that, you know, what that label of God is any other label that you might, might think of. So you're the higher self, right? The, the higher power, if you will. So doing anything for a purpose other than love means reliving the split from God, perpetuating and maintaining that split. So talking about separation. Every person is a cell in the body of human consciousness. Exactly what Bruce Lipton said. At the moment, it is though the body is suffering from cancer. In cancer, a normal working cell decides that it no longer wants to function in contribution to the whole. Instead of being part of the support system of the blood or the liver, the cell goes off and builds its own kingdom. That's a malignancy, which threatens to destroy the organism. So it is with the body of humanity. Everyone's gone off to do their own thing. My career, my store, my money. We've lost sight of our essential interrelatedness and this forgetfulness threatens to destroy us. The my, and she puts that in quotation marks, mentality is the ego. It is the belief in separation. It is the cosmic disease. Taking what we have and devoting it to the restoration of the whole is our salvation and the salvation of the world. Our devotion then becomes our work and our work becomes our devotion. So she, she also previously in the chapter really talked about this idea of making sure that your work is something that you love to do. That's a passion that you, you know, serve, could serve three people doing it and have no money coming in and absolutely love it. Or, you know, you can have 300 people that you're serving and still love it and, you know, make a little bit of money. And I totally get this philosophy. That's how I started off in my business. And quite frankly, this podcast is kind of built on this principle. I love meeting with you guys every single day and just talking big ideas. I literally imagine that we're just sitting here over coffee and talking big ideas. I absolutely love it. Now, do I make money on my podcast? No, absolutely not. Now, there are people out there that would love to educate me so that I could make some money on this podcast. I'm like, guys, that's not the point of the podcast. Okay. The point of the podcast is to do something I love that I have passion for. Um, and, and to, you know, really just meet with you on a daily basis and have you take that idea and run with it and go and serve your little neck of the, the human body, if you will. So this idea of where one goes, we all go, you know, um, it really made me think about when one of us lacks, we all lack right? Um, so there are people in our lives, I'm sure you can think about this now that, you know, they, they have a different level of awareness and a different, um, I guess, way of accessing resources in this world. And they're at a place of lack. And if they're lacking, we're going to be lacking. So how can we help them? And you know what, when one person goes into this area of abundance, guess what we all do? Because I can't tell you how many times I've worked with somebody and they've made a ton of money and they're so excited and they go to this place of gratitude and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Where can I give this money away? Right. And so they create scholarships and they create foundations and, you know, they're just, uh, such a blessing to the world. So in their abundance, everybody is abundant right? And in somebody's lack, guess what? We all have lack and we all have an opportunity to go towards more abundance. 
And when one person is separate, we all suffer. Uh, I, I was just thinking about this one topic and how I have several friends who have just really shared their heart in the last few weeks on Facebook of things that they're struggling with. And, you know, they're really suffering. And you know what? We all suffer from that because I think of this one person in particular, uh, and I'm not going to tell you their name or story because I did not ask for this permission, but, um, you know, this one person is dealing with something pretty significant and he has a really big effect on the world. And because he is dealing with this thing he's suffering and he's kind of separated himself from the world you know he's trying to heal he's on his own journey right but because of all of that he's actually not connected to the world so he's not giving back to the world so as i'm working with him i'm really trying to help him see his identity his purpose um, how even in his suffering he can go and bless other people because he's got a very wide audience to do that so when he separates himself the rest of the world uh, it, it is lacking, right? Does that make sense? So, you know, I really started to think about, and I actually made a list here because I was like, okay, if I were to, you know, take this on where one goes, we all go, what does that mean to me? And it was funny because the list came out with uh, two columns and the one column was all about increasing. These are the things I want to increase. And then the second column were, were things I wanted to decrease. And uh, they tended to be opposites. So, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, okay, I really want to increase love, right? That's just a, a goal of mine in general. How do I increase love? Not just when I do the podcast, not just when I interact with my family, but everywhere and in everything. Uh, I've started a new habit quite frequently. Um, this happened, I don't know, maybe three months or so ago. I found that I was really in a hurried place doing emails. You know, I get a lot of emails, uh, and I don't mind them. I really don't sometimes. And I know, you know, as I'm, uh, <laughs> wrapping up my vacation here, I know that there's going to be a lot of emails to address. Okay. I just know that that's a thing. Uh, I've been preparing myself for that. Uh, I honestly, I haven't even looked at email in over, over 10 days. So I know that there's a lot there, but I found myself being very hurried and I was like, wait a minute, because the energy you do something in kind of gets caught by the other person. Uh, and I don't want other people to feel like I've hurried through their email. And so one thing that I changed was I just stopped. I paused. I, I got an image of that person's face and I just said, I send you love. And then I did the email. And you know what? It didn't take that much longer, maybe two, three seconds, but it was such a, a good practice for me. And I really felt the love in my heart for that person. And I probably responded much better than I normally would. Okay. Simple practice. So increasing love. And then the opposite of that is decreasing competition. You know, competition in itself isn't necessarily bad, but when you go into a competitive mode because you want something, uh, Especially, you know, when you think about, I want something at the expense of another. Yeah, that's not so good. Or when you, especially salespeople, I see this all the time. You're wanting to make those goals for yourself and you'll oversell something to somebody and, you know, you won't be sensitive to their needs. And uh, eventually, you know, you do that enough times and you, you no longer have repeat customers. That's when you know you're not a good salesman. Okay. Um, I also want to increase unity and decrease separation. So how can I go about my life and really think about common ground? What common ground do we have? 
Um, I don't want people to feel separate from me. You know, in, in this day and age, we all have our own beliefs. We have our thoughts, our opinions, right? We have our own ways of living. But as I've traveled around the world, I've realized, you know what? We, we have the same desires. We all want our family to be well. We want our health. We want, you know, our kids to grow up well and do the best that they can. Um, you know, we might celebrate and, and live our life differently, but we all have the same innate desires. Why? Because each one of us is that cell in the body of humanity. Okay. And again, you know, when, when somebody is separate, when they, you know, choose to be separate, or maybe they're, for lack of a better term, cast out of the kingdom, um, you know, they can go off like those cancer cells and form their own little kingdom. And, and now, you know, they become a cancer to themselves and others. Okay. I would love to increase abundance, not just in my life, but in everybody around me and decrease this, this awareness of lack, right? So that's why I'm always challenging you guys to really think about what do you want? Um, and what can you do to get there? Because I want you to see that you can have anything you want. You just have to change your thinking. Um, I'd love to increase acceptance and decrease judgment. You know, just this uh, acknowledgement that, you know, we can all live a life the way that we, we want to live and we don't have to participate in drama. Uh, we don't have to show up to every argument we're invited to. Um, and we also, we can admire other people in the way that they live and not live that way, right? Um, I want to increase health and decrease sickness in mind, body, and spirit. I want to increase, oh, this is a big one for me. I want to increase forgiveness and decrease attachment. So increase forgiveness of myself, of situations, of, you know, there are many things that happen in this world that I'm not in charge of, right? And I just want to send love and forgiveness to that. You know, let's say something happens, uh, you know, again, I think about politics, you know, something happens, some some policy is created. You know, I, I haven't necessarily been in agreement with everything around COVID. You know, I, I don't understand it. Most of the rules, quite frankly, are very illogical, make no sense whatsoever. Um, but I, you know, I follow it. I, I don't want to have an attachment to it like a lot of people do and get themselves all worked up. You know, I want to forgive and just say, okay, all right. And now what can I do? What do I want to do? Right. I want to increase gratitude and decrease bitterness. Bitterness. Um, I, I think if I'm correct, there's a verse in the Bible that says bitterness rots the bones. Um, and in my, uh, book, I think I referenced this yesterday or the day before the heal your body book, um, the metaphysical reactions. So the beliefs and thoughts that you have, uh, and how it affects your body. Um, bitterness is related to arthritis. And I, I think that's so interesting. Bitterness rots your bones. And, and what's the cure for bitterness? Gratitude, right? And, and that makes perfect sense from a scientific point of view, because we know that bitterness is one of those negative emotions that when you really hold on to that, you enact your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight, flight, or freeze, which tells your brain, Hey, here we go. Right. And your brain sends all of those, um, hormones throughout your body. And it can change you over time. Chronic stress can cause you to have things like arthritis, right? But chronic gratitude 
Gratitude enacts your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your, um, you know, rest and digest and grow place, right? That's really where we want to hang out. So if we increase gratitude for ourselves and for other people, can you imagine what that can do for the human body, the whole human body, right? I'm on a, a path to help people increase their awareness and decrease those autopilot programs that don't work for them anymore. Um, increase celebration, right? And decrease resentment. So when one of us, and it doesn't even matter who, right? But when one of us wins, you know, think about this. If somebody in your community starts a business and starts to be very successful and makes money, you know, how do you look at that person? Do you look at them in resentment like, I would like that, right? Or do you look at them and you're like, hey, good on you, man. Look at you. That's awesome. And hey, by the way, will you tell me how you did that so I can do that too, right? But typically what happens is that there's a lot of people out there that look at people with money and they have resentment because they have money. They never make that leap to, well, I could do that too, right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that we can celebrate people when they win and then say, teach me, right? Because we're all one body. And the last one I thought about was, gosh, darn it. Let's, let's just increase some fun, right? Um, and especially, you know, with this whole election thing, listen, it's time to go have fun people. Okay. It's just time to have fun. I don't care if your candidate wins or loses. It's just time to have fun. And it's time to decrease this idea of drudgery, right? Some of you are going off to, to work and, and man, you should just quit that job. Okay. Um, do you know when the highest rate of heart attacks happen? What, what time of, of the week and day? Did you know it's Monday morning between 8 and 9 a.m.? What happens during that time? People go off to work, right? People who are going off to work that they absolutely hate. You know what? That's a cancer. That's a cancer to you. That's a cancer to your family, to your community. That's a cancer to this whole human consciousness. You are doing no one a service. And why are you doing that? to make money, to get benefits, to, could you not find those things somewhere else? You know? So even if you had to live in a van down by the river, which quite frankly is becoming a new trend and there's all these tiny houses that you could buy, but that's another thing. You could increase your fun and add to your own health, your family's health, your community's health, the whole world. You, you could, you could help us, right? So I guess what I'm really trying to ask you is, you know, think about this idea of where one goes, we all go. And, you know, how does that relate to you? Every person is a cell in the body of human consciousness. So how are you keeping your particular cell healthy and abundant and, and adding to, um, the loveliness of, of us as one, right? I, I wrote down actually in my journal, I said, my work helps heal the universe past, present, and future. It's this idea that whenever I work on myself and I, I raise my awareness or consciousness level, however you want to look at that, um, it's not only helping me, it's helping everybody around me. You know, even in this idea of the podcast, you know, every time I, I do a podcast, do you guys know that when I do a podcast, the, the most, most often when I'm doing an episode, it's because it's something that 
I have studied for myself, uh, something that I'm either working on or I have been working on and I've seen some success or, you know, many times it's, it's, you guys just have questions. And so I, I answer them might have to do a little study to, to answer them. But, uh, honestly, it's just my way of, I guess, giving back, if you will. I don't know whatever uh, other term that I can share as far as that goes, but I don't want to make money on my podcast. I mean, if money finds me that way, sure. But that is not my intent. That is not my purpose. Um, yes, I do believe that businesses should make money. And you know, that's absolutely because if you don't make money, you're not a business. I totally get that. So don't email me and tell me that I get it. But I'm just saying for me, the podcast is a way to really connect with you guys and share a little bit of who I am with you. And, and honestly, the, just when I receive the texts and the emails from you guys, you're sharing that back with me. And I love that. Um, and so every time we choose to work on ourselves, where one goes, we all go. I imagine that as you are raising your awareness, you're just going out into your own families and into your community, into your workplace and you're really serving at a higher level and that we're literally changing the world. So, you know, uh, I, I really hope that this has encouraged you and maybe given you some thoughts about, you know, how can I increase love and awareness and unity around me? Um, cause it's so important. It's so important. And you know what? Sometimes we just need to look out and, and see, um, I know this is going to sound weird, but who is the cancer among us, you know, and not in a negative way, but who's struggling. There are people out there with, um, constant pain issues. You know, they're really struggling. Um, there are people out there who, you know, they have chosen a certain way of life and you know, their, their, their families have like excommunicated them because of it. How, how can we help them and make sure that they're not separate? How can we include them in this body? Um, there are people out there who are being judged for all kinds of things. How can we accept them into the body again and say, nope, come on, let, let, let's talk about love and forgiveness. Okay. Now I, I don't want to sound, um, I guess Pollyanna on this, although if, if I was, that's okay because Pollyanna came in and kind of changed the world with, with her way of being. Um, but I have been accused of saying that I, just believe in love and unicorn and rainbows. And, uh, I'm not realistic. Uh, I will just say this, that when you change your thinking this way, I can't think of anything else that's more realistic. Cause again, change your thinking, change your life. We could up level that and say, change your thinking, change the world's life. Okay. You are that powerful. You are that significant. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's encouraged you. Uh, if you want to talk to me about this, feel free to send me an email. Yep. I'll get to it as soon as possible. I promise. Uh, and, uh, man, just go out and, and see where are people around you struggling today? That might be a really good action step. Don't, you know, so I know some of you are over functioners. Okay. Um, you're, you're, you're servants. You take on everybody's stuff. Listen, all I'm asking is that you notice you're not out there to fix. Okay. But try to notice the people around you who might be having a hard time. Okay. Notice how many, for lack of a better term, cancer cells are out there in, in your own community. 
and ask yourself, how can you change you so that those cancer cells might be accepted back into the community? Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild, go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.